Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. We are really proud of this 13-year-old Tennessee talent. This morning, we're setting the table with the UT Preservation Kitchen, which is a new program free of charge to help our community preserve our farm fresh foods. Fred Saussman shares a food history memory of the 20 years that Clara Robinson made and sold hot tamales on Magnolia Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee. In a list of farmers markets and regional events that are food or farming related. Thank you so much for your good company here today. Whether you're listening by radio or podcast, it is a real honor to have your good company. Now let's get started. Joseph Blauvelt is a chef and culinary instructor at the University of Tennessee Culinary Institute here in Knoxville. He's going to let us know today about a brand new offering to the community called the University of Tennessee Preservation Kitchen. This is a grant-based program. It is open to the community. There is no cost for the use of the equipment in the space. And they provide the kitchen, the equipment, the expertise, and the cleanup. The goal behind this new program is to help our community preserve their own food. So let's join Joseph now and hear more about this Preservation Kitchen. Visiting with Joseph Blauvelt. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh gosh, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. Now you're with this University of Tennessee Culinary Institute, but it's the Preservation Kitchen, and I'm not sure about what your role is and what you do down there. Will you just kind of describe what you do? I am actually one of the culinary instructors for the Culinary Institute. Uh, I teach Culinary 2 and Garmanger, and I am heading up Preservation Kitchen. We are opening up our kitchen to anybody who is willing to come in, bring their produce and their goods and their jars. We provide the space, the equipment, and they can. They can. They can dehydrate. They can ferment. It's up to them. I am so excited about this Preservation Kitchen. Now, what all went into wanting to create this? We felt that there was a niche for preservation for getting people more involved in preserving what they grow. 
rather than just letting it sit in the refrigerator, it gets old, they end up throwing it away. Uh, canning is becoming a very popular thing now. It's, mm-hmm. it's not as difficult as people think it is, uh, especially if the equipment is provided. It makes more sense. I, I can at home, and the worst part about it is cleaning up the mess afterwards. <laughs> so if I had a place that I could go to to do it there, leave the mess there, and bring home my product all done, I'm all for it. So that's what we're hoping to do uh, is opening up our kitchen, letting people come in, bring in their goods, we clean up the mess, they can their product, they take it home, and that's all, we, that's all we're doing. There's no cost. Um, it is free and open to the public. That sounds great. Let's just talk about a hot kitchen alone. Who wants to kind of get their stovetop covered with mess and their kitchen burning hot in the summer? Correct. You know, so it's so nice to have a place to go and do that. And we have AC. Now, it seems like something like um, that would have a catch to it, but it really truly is a service to the community, isn't it? Correct. Uh, we're, we're catering more to the, the, the small farmers, mm-hmm. um, not even farmers, those who have a garden, anybody who has a garden, and just not the kitchen space to take care of it. We have dehydrators, we have canning pots, we have steam kettles, we have um, pressure cookers. So however the person wants to preserve their product, we can make it happen. Uh, the grant that we received, we were able to purchase uh, several big pieces of equipment um, and we have plenty to go around. Uh, so it's not like somebody's going to be coming into the kitchen and waiting. We have enough that where people can come in and actually work and get it done faster. Mm-hmm. So it won't take the 12 hours that you would have at home. It ta- may take three or four in our kitchen. We have large dishwashers, we have the, the pots and the the knives, the cutting boards, and everything that is needed um, to where they don't have to do it at home. If participants show up, you've got experts to guide them through the process. Correct. Tell us about some of the products that people might want to preserve. Green beans, cucumbers, pickles, they're starting to be harvested right now. Berries are coming in right now. Raspberries are almost done. Blackberries will be coming in soon. Strawberry season's almost done. So if you have plenty of strawberries in the freezer, pull them out, bring them in, can them. Uh, okra, pickled okra, pickled mm. beets, um, mm. all of those things are being harvested right now. So now is the time to come in and preserve however you want. You can make your own beet chips or sweet potato chips if you want. With uh, that dehydrator? Absolutely. Neat. Absolutely. Ah, that's wonderful. Come fall, you have your fall fruits, your apples, your pears will be ready, so applesauce. Mm. Nothing worse than making 12 jars of applesauce at a time. (laughs) (laughs) If people have a business and they want to just pack a bunch of stuff for resale, can they do that there? No. Our kitchen is not uh, licensed for retail. We're licensed for for home use, not for retail. Um, We are inspected by the city health department, so we are licensed for that. But we are not FDA inspected, so we cannot do or allow uh, retail or wholesale products being made. Well, it's truly for the home kitchen and for for teaching people the skills of preserving our food. Absolutely. Um, Like I said, we open it to anybody. Uh, We do have an age limit of 18. Uh Um, I can understand bringing kids in to have them help, and that's fine as long as they're not cooking. We can't have um, young children in the kitchen uh, with knives and things of that sort. When people want to participate, what do they need to bring with them? They need to bring their produce. Their canning jars, lids, and the ingredients that it will take to make their product. Uh-huh. Sugar, 
spices, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to have closed-toed shoes, pants. Uh, we provide an apron. Um, we provide the equipment, the space. Mm-hmm. They provide everything else. We provide the expertise. We'll make sure it's done right. Um, and then we'll even help them load in the car. Oh, nice. So. Well, now, do you want a bunch of kids running around in there? No kids. Uh, we prefer 18 and older. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, I have two kids at home that like to cook, mm-hmm. um, if they're willing to come in and have the closed-toed shoes and are willing to behave, we would allow kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, they have to be an 18 and over to be cooking. Mm-hmm. The pressure cookers, the canning, things of that sort. Not playground. No. No playground, <laughs> please. No playground equipment. Well, and it is good, though. I, I learned canning from watching my grandmother down in Mississippi when I was a little kid just watching. So, you know, just um, if they can be attentive and watch and really want to learn, I can see that. Absolutely. Preservation is, is getting more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we could get today's youth into it, mm-hmm. I think they would see the need for it and it would just grow even bigger. Yes. I think it needs to. Mm-hmm. I do too. And it's just a good thing in our toolkit to be able to provide for our own selves to preserve our own food. Yes. It makes a person want to grow more food to and preserve it, more food. If you can buy uh, fresh corn, fresh produce, anything at the farmer's market in bulk and bring it in, you're going to have a better end product. And the pride of doing it yourself. And also it makes a nice little Christmas gift if you want to give some to your family and such. We do jams for gifts, so it makes it so much easier. <laughs> And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, podcast and broadcast. We are visiting today with Joseph Blauvelt, chef and culinary instructor at the University of Tennessee Culinary Institute in Knoxville. And we're talking about the University of Tennessee Preservation Kitchen. When we return, he'll let us know how you can register for a time and date to use the kitchen and how you can lend your expertise. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table podcast is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.com. Now let's return to our conversation with Joseph Blauvelt about the UT Preservation Kitchen here in Knoxville. Now speakers, are you looking for local chefs or farmers or preservationists to kind of come and share their expertise? We are. We are looking for anybody who has any knowledge in canning or preserving Uh, Local farmers, knowing when things are ready, if they have a particular way to preserve something, I would love to get in contact with them. Mm -hmm. Um, We're looking for people to come in just to share their their expertise. I wish my grandmother was here. Mm -hmm. I would have her come in and just say, try it this way. Um, So if there are people out there who who are very knowledgeable or have done it for many years, please let me know. I would love to just either pick your brain or have you come in and show us a different way to do something. Like a good old mammal day. That's right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Uh, mammals, welcome. So you can't have everybody come all at once, and so you've got days where people register. Is that right? Correct. Where is it that they go to register? What is the website? The website is rhtm.utk.edu. 
and they hit the preservation kitchen button and it'll take them to the sign-in sheet. We have 12 slots open Tuesdays and Saturdays or Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, and it, it runs until August 25th, but we probably have, for me, I harvest up until November. Mm-hmm. So if, if there are people who are signed up for it, um, we'll go up until probably October. And then we'll take the, the winter months off and then start again next spring. That's wonderful. Yeah. And again, it, there's not a catch to it. it it's a grant-based program um, to really add value to our community through learning how to preserve food. Correct. And uh, goodness, I'm glad that you're here to um, steward this thing. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it. And I want to learn more. I preserve now at home. Um, and I just I want to get more involved in it. I want my kids to get more involved in it. So if I can help it out in any way, um, that's what I'm here for. If people want to come and help and share their expertise, how do they get a hold of you? They can email me at jblauvel at utk.edu. Well, good deal. And also, I'll put that link on my website, too. Excellent. Make it easy. Where's the location of this place? The kitchen is actually at the UT Visitor Center uh, at the corner of Neyland and Kingston Pike. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's, it is the UT Visitor Center. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll go in thinking, I'm here to sign up for school. But no, we actually have the Culinary Institute in that building. For old-timers like me, it's the former faculty club. Yes, correct. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Joseph Blauvelt, chef of the Preservation Kitchen at the University of Tennessee Culinary Institute. Thanks for coming over to the house and letting us know about what you're doing. Uh, This is very nice, and I I hope it gets the word out and that uh, people come in and uh, preserve. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you've been listening to an interview with Joseph Blauvelt chef and culinary instructor with the University of Tennessee Culinary Institute in Knoxville, and we've been talking today about a brand new offering they have, the University of Tennessee Preservation Kitchen. As always, links and information about the Preservation Kitchen, Joseph, and all of my guests are always online where the podcast also resides at tennesseefarmtable.com under that link that says listen to the show. Up next is Fred Sausman's Potluck Radio segment, a food history memory of the 20 years that Clara Robinson made and sold hot tamales on Magnolia Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sausman. For about 20 years, Clara Robinson sold hot tamales in a former beauty shop on Magnolia Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee. She grew up in Greenville, Mississippi, in the Mississippi Delta, a region known for its hot tamales. You know, growing up in Mississippi during those days back in the 50s and 60s, we, we didn't have anything. You know, we, we, we survived, but we, we didn't consider ourselves as no rich folks. But tamales was a delicacy for us because we couldn't wait for Saturdays. We couldn't get but three. I think they were something like 10 or 15 cents then, you know. So we couldn't wait to get us three tomorrow. We'd have enough money to get three. And we'd go home and eat them and enjoy them. And then we couldn't wait for Saturday to come again to get some more, you know. After working in a hospital in Chicago, Clara moved to Knoxville to take over Mary's Hot Tamales, a business name for her late sister. She made hot tamales there just as she had remembered them from her childhood in Mississippi. Hot tamales and the red hot. 
Of course, you know I use beef, ground beef, with my seasoning, which is a secret, <laughs> as we all know. I make my meal myself. I make my own meal, and I make it as a paste. You know what? It stays on that paper. Of course, we use hot tamale paper. We spread it out so far on that paper, and then I make up my meat. And then we put it in that paper and roll it. And we've been hand-rolling it ever since we started. Mary's Hot Tamales is now closed, as is the white lily plant in Knoxville, maker of the Three Rivers cornmeal Clara always used in her tamales. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Sossman. This is Hector Marroquin, farm manager for Rocky Park Organic Farm, and you are listening to Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee on WDVX. Here are several activities and events sponsored by area nonprofit groups that are farming, food, or agriculturally related. If you're in your car and you can't scribble this stuff down, I always have these links on my website, tennesseefarmtable.com under the link that says listen to the show. The Nourish Knoxville Market Square Farmers Market is now open and takes place weekly on Wednesdays from 11 to 2 and Saturdays from 9 until 2. These markets run until November. There are four markets operated by East Tennessee Farmers Association of Retail Marketing and they are open and as follows. Tuesday is the Ebenezer Road Farmers Market from 3 until 6 located where Westland Drive joins Ebenezer in West Knoxville. Wednesday is the Oak Ridge Farmers Market from 3 until 6 at Jackson Square. Friday is the Lakeshore Park Farmers Market from 3 until 6 p.m. Saturday is the Oak Ridge Farmers Market from 8 a.m. until 12 noon at Jackson Square. The Miracle Farmers Market is now open and takes place every Saturday from 9 a.m. until 12 noon at Founders Square in downtown Miraville. The Dixie Lee Farmers Market in Far West Knotts County now open every Saturday from 9 until 12 noon at 12740 Kingston Pike. The 8th Annual Blueberry Festival will take place Thursday, June 23rd from 3 until 6 at New Harvest Park Farmers Market. Vendors will have blueberries, blueberry plants, blueberry baked goods, and more. Events will include the UT Extension conducting pressure canner testing from 3 until 5. There will be a blueberry dessert demonstration and sampling by UT Extension, a Q&A session on raising blueberries with UT Extension office, and Huff Farm will bring their corn roaster and have fresh roasted corn available. Again, that is this coming Thursday, June the 23rd, from 3 until 6, New Harvest Park Farmer's Market. The 15th Annual Wine on the Water event to benefit Cystic Fibrosis Foundation will be held Friday, September 14th from 6.30 until 9.30 at Volunteer Landing in Knoxville, Tennessee. This event features local wineries and restaurants that are helping to further the mission of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. The East Tennessee Chapter of National Young Farmers Coalition is a networking and advocacy group for new and beginning farmers. This group hosts four to six events per year, such as potlucks, farm tours, and film screenings, and a great way to meet other local growers. 
Second Harvest Food Bank is in need of volunteers to help pick produce at Century Harvest Farms in Greenback, Tennessee. Century Harvest Farm Foundation and Second Harvest Food Bank have partnered together and this produce will then be donated and distributed to Second Harvest Food Bank partner organizations that serve 18 counties in our East Tennessee area. To volunteer or for more information by email greg at secondharvesttn.org. The Sevierville Commons Farmer's Market is now open on Fridays from 9 a.m. until 1.30. The Morgan County Farmer's Market will be open on Saturdays this year from 9 a.m. till 12 p.m. or sellout. The location of this market is Wartburg, Tennessee, and I think it's the old courthouse. And there is a brand new East Side Sunday Farmer's Market in East Knoxville every Sunday until August 23rd from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. at the Tabernacle Baptist Church at 2137 Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue. The Harriman Farmer's Market will open Saturday at 8 a.m. at the David Webb Riverfront Park in Harriman, Tennessee. And there is a new East Tennessee Children's Hospital Farmer's Market held the last Friday of the month. The next one will be the last Friday of June. The time for the market is 10 a.m. And again, links and phone numbers to all this that I just read can always be found in one big list at TennesseeFarmTable.com under that link that says listen to the show. Hi, this is Elaine Strano, Executive Director, Second Harvest Food Bank. Our website is secondharvestetn.org, and you're listening to Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at wdvx.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, tennesseefarmtable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at theemmysunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on tennesseefarmtable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.